as promised, I'm here with special guests to air my grievances. Angelica, how are you tonight? Oh, just ducky. How are you? I'm great. Kevin, how are you? Ready to get this Festivus off right. <laughs> so we were chatting. We were chatting a bit um, for 41 minutes before we started. Because <laughs> that's what friends do. That's what we do. No, we need we needed to like get the vibe going and to get this show on the road. Otherwise, it was just going to be like. Well, I guess we could just like talk about this. No, we're we're gonna get down to the nitty gritty because I think the three of us are some rather opinionated people. And when it comes to the NHL, <laughs> and I feel like keeping it opinionated is like very light because if it was just like the three of us at a high top with like our beers and like some wings. Oh yeah. And this podcast, like that, that conversation would never see air, um, (laughs) any of it, because of just how blunt we are and how brutal the conversation is. So um, to get things started, I think we need to talk about, uh, well, obviously, first of all, today is Festivus, so we are airing grievances. And since this is like a Calgary Flames podcast, I'm assuming you're listening to this, um, not at 10 o'clock when we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put it on. Um, I feel like the time zone, <laughs> the time zone is always on my side when it comes to that. Yeah, literally. But um, we're going to talk about some like heavy airing of grievances with the NHL. And then we might have a PHF episode someday. Um I don't know. It depends. <laughs> depends on if I have my internship or not. <laughs> but uh, no, all, all joking aside, um, we're going to talk about the past, present, and potentially future, or just like past times two and present. But I think we all agree our present grievance is with like the Montreal Canadiens in terms of their. They're drafting this They're everything. This summer. <laughs> I just start. Yeah, I like I've, this whole season has been a disgrace because, like, <laughs> to start with the drafting. Also, um, we have we have wine tonight. Um, I hope that you're or bourbon, whatever you or Coca Cola. If you're Kevin. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's my go-to. I'm, I'm yeah, always like wine drunk. To get this party started. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have my wine, but I figured, you know, in order to tackle such a heavy topic, we should have some some beverages. But for me, I think my first grievance obviously starts with the Canadians drafting Logan Mayu, who uh, is like a sex offender mm-hmm. to start and then he asked not to be drafted so he had time to grow he had a very eloquent uh statement drafted by his publicist um and as a public relations specialist i would just like to say you can print that out and use it as toilet paper that's how mm-hmm. much that means to me yeah agreed Pretty fucking so, take it away because i i have too much to say Take it away. I, I have way too much to say. <laughs> I gotta get out of the way. Uh, can we swear? Because I have a mouth of a sailor. Um, unfortunately, this is um an FCC regulated podcast. Uh, oh. so you can you can swear lightly. Okay. I'm gonna drop two f bombs since we started. So. That's fine. If you want to drop two f bombs? That's fine. That's just about as as many as you get per episode. <laughs> I just used up our quota. My bad. Anyway, um, well, I mean, I, I think that I think that it's important for us to remember that it doesn't start or end with the Canadians. There's mm-hmm. a very very clear line that uh, we can trace 
to pretty much every single hockey team in right. the NHL. Um, yep. You mean like the Bruins being okay with Milan Lucic screaming at his girlfriend outside of a Starbucks at 1 a.m.? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I completely forgot about that until my friend was like, hey, do you remember when this happened? And I was like, no, I must have blocked that out. So, you know what? I'm happy he blocks me because you know what? If somebody were to drunkenly scream at me outside of a Starbucks at 1 a.m., I'd probably swing on them. But anyway, back to the bigger issue at hand. Um, but also, I mean, well, that reminds me of why I'm glad I'm blocked by Vander Kane. So, I mean, there's that, too. Uh, oh, that's a gift that keeps on. Yeah. Every team that's ever employed him needs a fucking slap, a slap in the face. It's okay. It's okay. And, like, that's the thing is, like, these players, they get, like, these redemption arcs. And, like, it's not so much as, like... You know, like Mike Bab- Mike Babcock getting those redemption arcs on NBC or Mike Milbury getting those redemption arcs and like getting like these stories told and like, oh, here's my exclusive interview with The Athletic. But it's just like these players that get signed to PTOs and these mm-hmm. players that get signed in free agency and... I know, listen, I know that this Mike Hoffman thing has been beaten to death and it wasn't necessarily him, but the fact that his girlfriend, now fiance or wife, bullied Melinda Carlson after she had like a miscarriage. Right. I was like, listen, I don't know. I I might be a general manager of of, of a PHF team someday. I don't know. I don't know what the cards hold for me, but like, catch you want you want you come to me saying you want me to sign your your player after they bullied someone. <laughs> yeah, no. And my thing though too is people people will pull on the whole. Oh, he had nothing to do with it. He could have easily he, like broke it off. Like, wow, I am dating a scumbag. In that, as far as I'm concerned, and. Yeah, it's it's disgusting to me, and that has been wow. my whole thing. When people were like, "The Bruins need a twenty goal scorer," that's fantastic. Go sign Craig Smith. Which that's right. That's exactly what I was saying. Everyone's like, "Oh, we should go in the NHL to go around." I don't know why you needed that specific one, but go off. Yeah, <laughs> like well, just well, because like he's when a free agent said... doesn't mean that's right. Well, it's kind of like when we had Stephen Camphor. Everyone was so sad that he left. I'm like, no, I don't want a guy he who literally tried like to punch a girl. Yeah, he punched his girlfriend in college when he was at Michigan, and a football player saw it and kicked his ass. Fuck him. Or, yeah. Sorry. So, My bad. Like, like, I do. Like... My my heart goes out to Stephen Camper because I believe it's his daughter who is immunocompromised, who has a heart mm-hmm. condition. Like, shout out to you, baby. You and me both. We both got stinky hearts. But right. at the end of the day, like, if you're going to sit there and, like, M- Megan Welsh, who's on Twitter, um, she doesn't have, like... Let me. I don't know. If she, I don't know if she listens to the podcast. She's one of my really good friends. But she said this. She said, "If you are okay with drunkenly screaming at your partner in public, mm-hmm. what is going on behind closed doors?" Yep. I, I listen. I cry when Bradley comes to pick me up at the bar. I'm crying. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I couldn't take an Uber home. He's like, yeah. literally, just get in the car. You're fine. Mm-hmm. You like exactly. this is what I'm here for. Right. He's not screaming at me, anything. And like, oh my god, just these hockey teams. And I understand it's I a business. They don't look at it from like a moral standpoint. No, and it's so <laughs> freaking annoying. It's so sickening. <laughs> Makes sense though, because you're cutting off a significant part of your market that has been through that. So mm-hmm. even from a business standpoint, it makes no sense. So the fact that you're like, from that perspective, because I'm sorry, but intimate partner violence affects so many people. What percentage of it of NHL fans are female? What forty percent? Forty-five 
percent of NHL. I think it's forty percent. Yeah, that's a high and number. Yes, and I'm pretty sure and even Boston, men, Watson. literally, people of all genders have experienced IPV, and the fact mm. that you are just wantonly you know, employing these people because, oh, well, they're good hockey players. Okay, well, Bro, what about the, the best person since sliced bread? Yeah. yeah. Well, how do you think? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a recovering Islanders fan, and the fact that Sam Barlamo is still on that team makes me crazy. Wait, what happened there? Oh, Sam you Barlamo? Know? Oh, no. uh, take it away, <laughs> Yeah, do you want to explain it? Because I'm just going to get angry and swear again. But what yeah, happened uh, there? Because I didn't know that. I guess he. There was. It was kind of like the. Uh, Let me. I think no, so. Let I me know Google it, that because I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, that was around the time with um Voinov. That was like the same. I was just Voinov, and mm-hmm. it the, the Voinov situation eclipsed Varlamov. But before it was Voinov, it was Varlamov who yeah. was. And on his partner. Exactly. Yep. And but he re- still employs the NHL on the team that I have loved since I was 14, no less. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge part of the reason why I've distanced myself from the Islanders because I'm like, okay, you're just showing that you don't give to you know how the people who watch may have gone through that. It was That's right. Horrible. And like he was 25 years old. Right, so you can't yeah, even he's use. Old them. enough to know what happened. Yeah, and you to can't, know it, right from wrong. I know. Oh, yep. it's so nope. frustrating. It's. I so had no idea that that happened. Eighteen, nineteen, twenty. You should know better. No, mm-hmm. it how Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You're supposed to. You're supposed to love putting your hands on somebody, no matter how old you are. You know that that's wrong. And we can elaborate on that more if you guys would like in just two seconds, but I'm going (laughs) to interrupt this. I literally have the worst segues to ads on here and the national (laughs) show. Um, It's either discussing domestic violence or the Chicago Blackhawks situation. So, um, yeah. So, no one plays... Daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term proposition because you know who or what you're up against. Sign up free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash hockey. Use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. Stathero.com slash hockey promo code hockey. Uh, terms and conditions apply. Disclaimer. Yeah, just keep on betting. Okay. Um, yeah, so hockey pretty much um, all around. Like, and I understand from like a public relation, like, when I first look at hockey, I am a fan because that is how I got into the game. I My dad took me to a game and I said, Dad, right. why is a team from Carolina on the ice? It does not get cold down there. <laughs> Apparently, you can play hockey inside. Um, <laughs> but like, as I've grown up, I realized how much of an awful business <laughs> This sport is, and the most recent thing I can think of <laughs> is, uh, I just, guys, I didn't know they had hockey down. I said, oh, dad, it's, it's warm outside. <laughs> That's my argument whenever someone's like, there shouldn't be hockey in Arizona or California. I'm like, it's played inside. It's like that TikTok <laughs> meme with the guy who's talking about the Chicago style pizza. The cheese is underneath. They play no, indoors. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, as a as a native New Yorker, 
If I wanted open faced lasagna, I would ask for it. I'm sorry. No, and that's the thing. The first time my friend from Chicago showed me deep dish pizza, I was like, that's literally thicker than my mother's lasagna. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but no, like hockey as a business is disgusting. (laughs) And I think that that's like the corporate world in general. Like you learn how sickening it is because my day job, um, one of our factories was destroyed in the Kentucky tornadoes and come to find out, um, (laughs) um, they said you can either leave and be unemployed tomorrow, or you can continue to make these candles and seven employees die. Listen, I'm not. Condo- I'm not condoning any of this. I, I'm trying to keep my job. But <laughs> L Brands, if you want to fire me, you know where to send my severance pay. Um, I just think it's disgusting, and the way oh, that Amazon that. treated their employees during that unfortunate yeah. storm as well and um i just think that corporations as a whole need to be looked at and reevaluated for Absolutely. and i think that well, <laughs> the nhl is one of them mm-hmm. well unfortunately i mean that's kind of and i'm going to go on a socialist rant just about right about now but that's unfortunately the system that all of these corporations operate under exactly it's just make money at whatever cost, make as much capital as possible, who care about anything. And we've seen it. We've seen it in the way that the NHL treats its players. Um I just like they're pawns. Yeah. And they don't care if they get addicted to opioids and harder drugs. I just finished reading um Russ's book, Finding Their Fudge on Murphy, um over NHL Dream and and just the way in which the NHL just blithely ignores and downplays the effect of brain injuries and everything else that comes with that. Um, you know, all of the stuff I knew, but also putting it in the perspective of one player who is now, mind you, homeless and yeah. surviving on the kindness of strangers. Um, I, <laughs> It's it's just, you know, and we don't think about that enough, I don't think. I don't think that we realize, yes, obviously, you know, it's somewhat silly to an extent to worry about the lives, the lives of players who make millions, hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars. But they are ultimately disposable at the end of the day. Correct. And you know what? My first thought goes to Jimmy Hayes, okay? And oh, this was, yeah. this was like, this loss hit so, like, so close to home for me because mm-hmm. I worked with Jimmy Hayes's cousin's wife. Okay. So we were like best friends. I was the hostess. She was the waitress and she was a hard ass working waitress. And she came up to me one day. She knew I was a Bruins fan. This was years ago, obviously. And she was like, hey, guess what? You want to pretend to be my kid's nanny? Behind the Bees is coming to film at our Christmas party because Jimmy's going to be there. And I was like, oh, my God, like, let me know. So it ended up falling through. Behind the Bees, like, didn't end up filming and whatnot. But when I found out that Jimmy died, my first thought wasn't oh, it was just, you know, an aneurysm or, um, you know, just a 30-year-old doesn't die, you know, of natural causes. Nope. And I I didn't want to believe that it was, unfortunately, drugs. Right. And I I knew the crowd that he hung out with. I knew knew the crowd. And I was like, it's not like... That doesn't seem right. Like it didn't. It doesn't seem right for him to hang out with like a heavy, yeah, you know, exactly. using crowd. But like, 
you know, I was just kind of playing with it, and like it would unfortunately stigmatize his death. Exactly. And that's another issue that we have. Mm-hmm. But he did overdose on his because he his addiction had started from an injury. Yep. Like how many other NHL players, how many other NFL players have we seen to go on that have had traumatic brain injuries or other injuries? And, you know, CTE is a horrible, horrible condition that we've seen in Junior Seau driving off of a cliff, but only but only driving off the cliff to the point where he knew his brain would not be injured. Yeah. So it could be studied. And we have seen JT um, Miller or JT Brown, rather, um, donate his brain to science. For yeah. hockey, he retired early from hockey, and all this other about it multiple times. Yeah. Exactly. For years, the better part of a decade at this point. Exactly. Exactly, yep. and it's just like it's so much bigger than just like this player has entered concussion protocol. Like I can tell you that I have had three concussions from like. Just my clumsiness. Yep. And they have impacted my brain. And I know it doesn't, I have. Like it literally, it does not have to be from a from a hit from a dude like Tom Wilson to come get you. And I mm. only say Tom Wilson because Brandon Carlo was the first player to come to mind because he got hit from him last season. That's it. Like I'm not like I'm not trying to like target no, Tom yeah. Wilson, but it's just also like right. Like it's just the first player that came to mind because, of, like, it's just it's unfortunate. I know and it just with sucks with me. I played football for only two years, but yeah. I was an offensive lineman, so I constantly was smacking my forehead um, to other guys, and I would use it as a weapon because I'd get mad because I wasn't winning. So I would literally like take the front of my helmet and hit other people as a weapon. My brother mm-hmm. DJ played for 11 years and he's at least had three or four concussions and he's already starting to feel the effects of them. Like, he will have to check the locks in his house three or four times to make sure that he locked it. Yes. Bradley, he can't remember anything. Bradley, the sweetest, the love of my life. He played hockey. His freshman year of high school had one horrible concussion. Like, went to the hospital for it. And mm. I don't think that he has, like, really bad ramifications for it but he does have anxiety he will say oh my god like will you like i'm having anxiety will you please make sure i shut the door and lock the house door like i don't think i shut the door and normally i don't think he would care but because we have a cat he might care more now but it's just like there these things manifest themselves in such a certain way that the league needs to take care of them because, yeah. you know, I, <sighs> TBIs manifest in like depression and mental health issues. And, right. and then m- when you have a mental health issue, you're more susceptible f- f- to addiction. And then mm-hmm. that manifests itself in that way. And right. the league just does not care. And I think that that is my biggest grievance this year is the fact that the league does not give a flying shit. Nope. We've seen it how many times now with all of the borderline or clean hits that have resulted in players getting struck. Yeah. And you can talk about the rules all you want, but the fact of the matter is these players are getting hurt because you're not taking hits seriously. Exactly. And I don't care if it's a clean hit or not. Like, a player gets hurt a player gets hurt yeah yeah and And to further your point and to further your point angelica it's kind of like with the you um i'm sorry if i butcher his name you korea in chicago that hit he took from truba do i think it was intentionally dirty to hit to the head Mm -hmm. i personally don't but that doesn't mean it shouldn't be taken out of the game brett ritchie literally like knocked him out cold Mm-hmm. last year when yeah. he was on the Oilers. 
And then when that Tom, man um, saw stars, like I had yeah. never seen it before. He and then with um in uh, Cairo in Dallas when Brett Connolly came from like way over his bench when the puck wasn't even near him. And Joe just... Pavelski crying. Yeah, and then it happened to Joe Pavelski with um Cody Eakin I when he was with the Sharks. That seemed kind of a deal. I have never wanted to kill a man. Okay, I'm not gonna say kill because kill is very extreme. But to fight a man. Yes. With you watching Joe break down. I was literally sick to my stomach. And I'm mm-hmm. not even a stars fan. No, me <laughs> neither. Not anymore. I used to be. But yeah. I wanted to vomit. I, I remember when you- I had to pause it and make myself finish because even now I'm like tearing up. Just like holy crap, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I was gonna say my I brother, think, I remember yeah. he was, oh my, I don't even, we were young, but he must have been in first grade. He was running around. We had a basement in the house we were living in. Mm-hmm. He was running around and the, running around in circles or on the couch and in front of the TV, like just doing laps. Cause I, I don't know where children get this energy. Okay. I'm going to be, <laughs> um, I would like to find it if they have the answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, he tripped over one of our friend's legs. He smacked his head and had a seizure. Oh my god! At like Yikes. six years old, I I, I was pissed because my mom was making fucking macaroni and cheese, and I just wanted mac and cheese for dinner. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> eight year old me was like, "Mom, stop cheesing! I'm hungry." And my, so my mom calls an ambulance. She's like, "Go across." Street to Suzanne's house. I'm like, oh my god, this means I can't have my mac and cheese. Are you kidding me? Again, all I care about is my mac and cheese. <laughs> but <true>. no, <laughs> he had like a traumatic brain injury enough to have a seizure. Yeah. And like he was a kid. And right. he he played contact sports. He played football. We we were too poor to play hockey. <laughs> I, I don't know if we were too poor or if my mom was like, if you think I'm getting up at five o'clock in the morning on my one day off to, to take you to the For ring. me, it was a mixture of the two. I think it was like a mixture of <laughs> Yeah, it was a mixture of the two. So the excuse she used when my dad is like, oh, let's get Kevin Bryan and DJ to play hockey. She's like, oh, well, they'll knock their teeth out. Well, of course, yeah. as you could tell, happened yeah. anyways. So it doesn't matter. And then no, I realized like, was, I kept this tooth on. I was gonna um, say you and me both. I got like the I, pos- I got I got the old school poster knock thing going on. Yep. Oh, no, and like that's the thing but, yeah. too is like <laughs> again a hot like this this grievance. I could literally sit here for hours. Like I need a therapist oh, to just like dissect it all. And she'd probably be like, "Why do you cover this for?" We all remember seeing John Tavares take an accidental knee to the head last season. Okay, that, so I didn't. Okay, that was the one playoff game I didn't watch because I was flying to my mom's house, and mm-hmm. I ha- I had decided to spend the night like just hanging out with her, and mm-hmm. then like everyone on like I opened the tw- open Twitter and everyone was like freaking out about it, and I was like, what is going on? And I saw it. That was... And I was like, there is no way this guy is ever playing hockey again. Yeah, I know. I was I... sick. Like, I showed it to my mom, who was a nurse, who's been a nurse for like 35 mm-hmm. years. Ew, that's so gross to think about. Um, And she was nauseous. She was like, what is going on? She's like, yeah. what? And she knew that this wasn't intentional. Right. I think everybody would agree that that was Every, right. Everyone, Every sane person, at least. Correct. Yeah. Knew that it wasn't intentional that it was just something that it was just an unfortunate accident and it happens and that's the thing about the sport and it's just like that's why I have such a hard time when people are like oh the guy would sign my kid up for this in a heartbeat and it's like do I want my kid coming home at 16 saying they have a headache and they can't read because the pages are blurred Exactly. Like exactly. it's just, and I I don't know. It's just it's so heavy to think about. But like mm-hmm. the NHL 
as a whole is just yeah it's a really for me i don't know about you guys but for me it's a really hard moral thing because mm-hmm. i really oh. truly give a shit about these guys like i am a huge fan of the bruins like as a fan of them as people as well as players right and so when i think about like what happened with carlo in the playoffs like i was like like angry angry like he was a family member like i was gonna fly to washington dc and whack wilson in the kneecaps with a baseball bat like i was that angry about as an italian i would have gone tony soprano on him but this is See? an affection. But this is an fictional show. So, so exactly. I'm just gonna sit here on behind Nesson, and I'm just gonna scream at my television. That's right. That's right. And that's what sucks. I have a horrible habit of calling Tom Wilson Walmart Liam Hemsworth. So, yeah. And but it's 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 right. Yeah. But like he had. The thing is, is like with Carlo is like. I oh my god this this goes into such a deeper issue with the Bruins mm-hmm. that um they don't know how to develop young players but no with Carlo god, no. I feel like he he had finally come into his own he had yeah. solidified himself mm-hmm. could he be doing so much better if they had re-signed Tory Crew yes of course I, I, have, right. I have a Bruce do I have a Bruce oh I do have a I don't Bruce, see Bruce. Okay. I think multiple bruises. Oh, yeah. my cats. It's literally just because of my cats. And then this one is my quesadilla maker. Um, oh, funny. <laughs> it fell on my hands while I was making a quesadilla after work. But I, like, Brandon Carlo has become one of my, like, and I hate when people say, like, oh, this one's my fave. But he'd become one of my comfort players because, like, mm-hmm. I had watched him grow from, like, this kid who couldn't skate to like a good defenseman we call him and Bambi in Boston for a reason literally and like to watch him go from like, right to watch him go from that to like mm-hmm. what he is now is incredible yeah. and because amazing. to me no time has passed I'm still right. the same bitch that I was back in 2018 yeah. when he hadn't scored a goal, but he scored his like first goal in like 162 games when I was out on a date and I had ordered mozzarella sticks and my date didn't have enough money to pay for my food. So <laughs> <sighs> there's another yeah. grievance. Put that on us. Yeah. No. Cheap dates. Cheap dates and Bruins. Did- Terrible development of young players. Boom, right there. So, um, <laughs> this history of players who have suffered TBIs as well. You think of Mark Savard, you think of Patrice Bergeron. And mind you, I love Patrice Bergeron. I am not a fan of the Bruins, but Patrice Bergeron is like one of the genuinely good people in the NHL. I, cannot, I would also and like to add on to your point. And Angelica, don't worry. Sometimes I don't like the Bruins either. It's okay. Like as someone who it's a very toxic some... love hate relationship. We're like we're like an Eminem Rihanna song. Goalies are great. Jeremy Swayman. Yes. Like, Jeremy Swayman. Oh he claims he's not crazy, but oh, he's weird. He's weird funny, could be. I, know my I was gonna say anybody who's a goalie is mentally insane. Yeah, and the um, man, I the love Kelly Jackson. So when I go to Buffalo, I I want to interview interview her for the podcast and be like, "Hey, let's sit down." Like she she's incredible. When but, Jeremy um, Sleeman, when Jeremy Sleeman said in an interview, that "I I love shootouts." When he said, "I love shootouts," but I'm not weird. I'm like, "Yes, baby you girl, are weird. you might as well be no a serial killer shootouts. to me." None of them do. None of them like shootouts. And then I see him dancing in the tunnel and whatever before he's ready to play this big game. <laughs> the yeah, the little shuffle he was doing here is like. Meanwhile, like, why are you crab walking? The flames goalies—they're just like tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. 
I was gonna like, say, listen, I, 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 I love Jacob Markstrom. The only weird thing that Markstrom does is he wears his hood behind his ears. Like, that's like the yeah. only weird thing he does. Well, like, if that, I were to get a Flames jersey for security reason, it would be a Markstrom jersey or a Chris Tanev jersey because they're signed into like. I'm going to tell you, one of these days during warmups, I'm going to get that thing she does where she literally spins on the ice. Like, she goes into, like, a pad dive, and she just spins. That's That's the funny thing ever. Jeremy, Jeremy, when they do warmups, like, when they're at Warrior Ice Arena, he will get on one skate and just hop. Yes, he hops. On both both blue lines. He'll just do like the little half curve to back up, hop, do it again, hop. But he's That's not why weird. I was worried. Listen, I was worried when the Flames faced him in Boston. I was like, I was like, the baby, man. you can't do that. But the Flames no. shut them up for nothing. Um, since this is a Flames podcast, I figured I should mention them. Yeah. But <laughs> coming up next, we will continue to air our grievances. But before I get into that, we are going to talk about Bet Online AG. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I love betting on sports, especially my NFL playoffs. And you can do that at Bet Online AG. And you can do that with your 50% welcome bonus when you use promo code LOCKED ON. So head on over to Bet Online AG today, sign up for your free account, and of course, use promo code LOCKED ON when you make your first deposit to earn that welcome bonus and uh, bet on your. Basketball, college football, NHL, and uh, whatever else you may set your desires to. So, bet online AG, promo code lockdown NHL. I'm promo code lockdown when you sign up today and make your first deposit. Yeah. yeah. Goalies. Goalies are nuts. Goalies I feel are like nice. I just need to have like a goalie specific episode. Oh, oh my god, god. yeah! That would be fabulous. I love goalies. And I goalies are such like a fascinating thing. Like everyone's like, ooh, how are they like the 2015 draft? How did they develop those players? What did this turn into? What did that turn into? Okay, but like goalies. And goalies have always been goalies have always interested me. I, I don't know if it's because I I was too lazy to run in soccer, so they stuck <laughs> me in goal. <laughs> I really don't know. Oh, I that's don't literally know the reason why I went from goalie. I was like, you know what? I want to run up and down 90 yards of, of turf. Yes. I'm going to just chill back to Yes. No, literally. My parents were like, why are we signing you up for this? So my coaches, <laughs> they finally stuck me in net, and they were like, "Just stay there, you lazy ass bitch." Turns out that, you have asthma, that so that's why you're wheezing <laughs> when you get to the center. <laughs> Dude, uh, one time, one time, my brother, oh my, D, my brother DJ, we played at uh, Cushing Academy in Ashburnham, uh, aka where, um, oh my god, I'm blanking on his name from Philly, or he plays in Philly. Who is it? Jess, you know who I'm talking about. Keith Handel. Shout out Keith. Shout out Keith Handel, who played at Cushing Keith Academy. Handel, yes, we do. Um, love but yeah, so I was playing. He was playing like beer league, like pickup games there. And one one day, he's like, "Ted, you gotta come play with us." My nickname is Ted, by the way, for my family. I'll, I'll explain that another time if you want me to. But yeah, so he's like, "Ted, you gotta come play with us." I'm like. I don't know how to skate. He's like, uh, I'm like, and I don't have 20 bucks to play. He's like, uh, goalies play for free. So you're playing goalie. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I don't know how to play. Nope. Goalies play for free. Ted, you're playing goalie. And it was the most fun I have ever had. Like getting hit with a puck. I got my first save. It was amazing. I had one Aww. shot go between my legs went off my cup and I closed my legs and it was this awesome save and it was such a weird feeling. But yeah, it's easier to play goalie with drunk guys though because they have three different nets that they're looking at and trying to shoot at. So 90% of the time they just hit the wall and you're just like, oh, okay, cool. That that works. That's fine. (laughs) 
But ever since then, I'm like, yeah, goalie is, this is a cool position. I like this, ironically. Goalie in any sport, I should say. Goalie in every sport is just like, I don't know. It's just kind of like a thing. It's like a wave like you got to be on. Um, I can definitely say that. <laughs> well, it's, it's so funny for me, too, because um, when he, but yeah, when my brother told me, he's like, you're going to play goalie. And like, at first, I'm like, oh, I'm going to hate this. Because obviously, when I played football, I played offensive line. And I hated offensive line because it's boring. You don't get the ball. Right. You don't get the score. You don't get to do anything cool. So like, why the hell do I like this? And sure enough, I put the pads on. I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then I made a first few saves. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is why they do this. This no, is literally. awesome. Yeah. So, shout out. is 10 times satisfying as a highlight rule. I'm sorry. A big save is just like, ooh. Like, mm-hmm. No, I, yeah. I never made any big saves. The biggest save I had was when I was playing U12, U14, I can't remember, um, in town soccer. And it was, I was, I mean, I saved a penalty shot and I was like, yes. I'm that bitch. <laughs> um, my dad literally got me a balloon that said, congrats. <laughs> when I was- dad fashion. I can't say it with words. Here's a balloon. Yeah, he was like, hey, here you go. <laughs> well, no, I knew I- that feeling because I remember playing in high school. I had a very, very similar feeling um in in girls lacrosse and women's lacrosse there's like an eight meter mark and mm-hmm. if you don't leave with your stick and instead leave with your body it's a shooting space penalty um because yeah. you can't block with your body so essentially it's kind of like that well no it's not like that anyway by the point um so i'm there taking a penalty shot uh, basically on the eight meter mark and my teammate is yelling at me, this is the last save of your senior season. Do it. And I'm like, I got this. Don't worry. And sure enough, I I got it. It was, oh my God. It felt like I was like on top of the world and we won by one goal. And I was like, well, no, like I felt bad because, okay, so my, at the time my mom worked for this hospital and she was doing uh travel like she was traveling for them and i think oh my god this is so long ago it feels so gross to think about Mm -hmm. um but it was hurricane hurricane ike i think that hit houston Mm -hmm. i think it was yeah i think and i think that's where she was or she was like I think that was Houston. I don't remember. She, I just know she was she was away. She was traveling. And so my dad had to bounce between my my game and my brother's game. And my brother, <laughs> such a show off. He had four fumble recoveries and a touchdown that That's weekend. So that is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> and this was before, like... This was when like razor cell phones existed, and like, <laughs> on, like literally only like the best of the best had iPhones, oh. or like you were like a drug dealer. And you- <laughs> Back when you hung up and you were mad, you could really show it. Yeah. So like there, there was no like Facebook footage of this. That is <laughs> it was like, funny. Hey, your kid just did a really cool. Or you were recording it on like the chunky, yeah. which I still have. I literally still have my home video. Like, <laughs> yes, that so, is funny. <laughs> like that was the thing, and it's just like, and I think about that now compared to where you can be like, hey, here's my kid doing a really neat thing, compared to when I was a child and you had to. Bust out the disposable camera. Get <laughs> <laughs> to throw the Sony over your shoulder. Like, right. Like, yeah. Love this. I guarantee you I'm going to be hungover before I go to bed. That's how old I am compared 
happy. No, like I literally so, I feel the sugar rush hitting my head and I'm like, I cannot wait to pull up to work tomorrow and be like <laughs> Like you waited till Christmas Eve to go shopping. Oh my god! You waited, and you, ha- and you had you've had to do like ten hour days, haven't you? Yeah, no, I've had to pull oh. like 10, 11 hour days. Yeah, I was. I think I, I was gonna. I saw you posting about it on Instagram or Twitter, and I was like, oh god. Yeah, I'm no, so my boss was finally that. like, you can work a normal shift, and I was like, thanks, because I wasn't volunteering otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah. No, so she so she gave me my birthday off next week and I was like, hey guys, who wants to come over for some Buffalo Wild Wings? Buy one, get one free boneless wing night. (laughs) So that's what I'm having for my birthday dinner. Because normally like my mom makes me a birthday dinner, but since I'm an adult and moved away, (laughs) that's mom's punishment. I'm not making you dinner. You moved away no, from me. <laughs> well, no, she's making me a birthday dinner when I go back home for the Riveters and Pride game in Boston oh, next month. That makes sense. That she was sense. like, Yeah, I'll make chicken broccoli Alfredo stuffed shells. And I was like, Thanks. That's what I had the year my dad died. Thanks. Yeah, I also have yeah, really- yeah, I suggest you and I are going to be birthday weekend since the rivers come back to buffalo that weekend so I'm, i will make sure i am in buffalo and all <laughs> professionals just will be off the clock the minute you said what you were <laughs> the, the minute you no I'm drinking at 2 p.m. at professional events because they're like, hey, have our I, Miller Light. And I'm like, if you insist. If you're going to cover this problematic sport, you may as well do it completely crap faced. You may as well. That's the only way you can get through it. That's the thing. Yeah. I remember you talking to well. you about that. Remember that conversation we had on DM, Jess, where I was like, I, I want to get into sports. And you were literally like, don't no. do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I literally told you don't do it. Kevin, I love to tell you, do not do that. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I, like, I love No, like, I wish, I, so funny, I wish dad were alive because dad kept pushing me and pushing me, like, you should do sports. You should That's do sports. That's why I, I got wish into were alive sports. And I could just be like, just said no. And she's yes. been doing this for a while. That's the thing. <laughs> Like, growing up, my dad was like, you know, like, I know you love sports, and I know you love writing, like, I know you can cover it. Then I get into it, and I'm like, I'm a functioning alcoholic because of sports. Oh, did you see that? That's every journalist. are so brutal, and it's like, the more you realize that, like, the players you look up to are just, like, really crappy human beings mm-hmm. and they get worse with more money they have yep. it's just it just gets so much worse and that's like and I hate saying this because it's just sound like just the discrepancy and you know the inequality between the NHL and the PHF but like mm-hmm. I love talking with players from the PHF because they're like I'm playing a professional sport and like, yes, I'm making money, but like, I get to do like they're they're human beings, right? They're That's not more like, about oh, the game I, for them. I drive a Maserati to practice every day. I get That's to drive. I'm so glad that I went into the direction that I did go and started covering the PH and women's hockey in general. I've been doing this for the better part of a decade. The CBHL mm-hmm. is still around, so. Being able to really get to know these players on a little bit more personal level and really mm-hmm. kind of see them, like, it is so, like, I don't, <laughs> it's it's funny because, like, I was thinking about this when I wa- was watching the these games uh, at Northtown this past weekend against Connecticut. I'm like, I can't believe how, like, like protective I am of these players. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. But it's just like, you know, obviously maintaining that professional life is really important. But you know, getting to be able to kind of connect on a more personal level 
is mm-hmm. like is what makes this, the PHF unique from right. No, exactly, exactly, and like. Like, the PHF is just, like, it's so interesting to me because, like, obviously, like, I've watched it as a fan and, like, I've watched it grow. But, like, I never got fully invested because I I, I always looked at it. Like, I knew, like, in my heart that I wanted to look at it from, like, a business angle. And I wanted to look at it from a way, from, like, a different lens. And that's why I didn't mm-hmm. want to get invested because I was like, right. I don't want to like look at this team and be like, oh, here we go. Like I have to look at it from this lens now. And like, mm-hmm. and that's why I reached that's out to right. Anya and like to be like, dude, there is so much we can do. And yeah. I talked to her, you know, like on on Google Meets, on Zoom, and like different brand meetings, and like with Jasmine Baker, and I can be like here and like i can literally text her at like 2 a.m and be like here's this random like offshoot idea that i had and it it will be an incoherent message and god bless anya i don't know how she does it because she is a mother of a young child and she'll be like no like this makes complete sense to me i want to do it and like she'll understand it and like when i had conversations with madison and with Nora McLean and Birdie from the Riveters. And I can just be like, they can be their selves with me. And I'm not like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, here's this like PR, like, oh, right. I'm an investigator. Like, no, mm-hmm. like, I want you to be your authentic self with me. That right. way we know what brand to build with you. Right. Absolutely. Right. Like, that's Absolutely. more important. Yeah. That's more important to me than anything. If you right. say, hey, like Nora, I literally I have such a soft spot for Nora because she grew up in a few a few towns over from me. So I'm like, Nora, you like you are you're my child. You're my riveter's baby. Like <laughs> <laughs> you fucking weirdo. But like she skated at rinks that I skated at for like free skate during high school. Mm-hmm. And she know like so when she's like when she has these ideas and and I don't know like what it is and I've been meaning to tell her this. But something about her just radiates Niall Horan from One Direction energy. And like I want to like capitalize off of that. <laughs> I don't want to be like, let's make this. I love it. Yeah, let's do overlap a little bit. Like the crossover, crossover they need. So I'm just like Nora. Like, like what I like what I want to do with Nora is like go back to her hometown and be like, hey, this is Hilliard's candy shop where I grew up. Yes, I love Hilliard's chocolate. Uh, Like, yes. That this is where I went to school. This is mm-hmm. like, this is these are the ranks that I played at. This is my coach that I had when I was in like, and there are just so many branding opportunities. And yes, right. this episode has gone so off the rails, but it doesn't That's matter. Because all of these episodes this week have been so goddamn negative between COVID and like the Olympics. Like I'm so tired of it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like there are so many branding opportunities within the PHF and mm-hmm. you can say merger this, merger that all you want, but the the upper deck trading card deal was done without mm-hmm. the merger. So right. I honestly think so that the best thing have been done without let's be real sorry to cut you off kevin but the, 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 no, a, lot of the, a lot of the stuff has been done without the merger the mcfn deal was done without the merger um all of the sponsorships during like classic were done without a merger you mean the coming million dollar it, discover credit card deal yeah coming at it from a journalistic perspective i have a little bit of a different i no, i totally understand the, because of the fact that there's a lot more objectivity involved but there's still so much there. You can discover so many different stories when you are kind of operating on a little bit more personal bent with mm-hmm. where did 
Jessica? I'm right here. Sorry. I reached, <laughs> I reached down to grab my phone. But, you know, I, we were talking about kind of, <laughs> we were talking about this kind of before the podcast even started. You know, for me, obviously, I'm, I'm never going to shy away from calling people out when it needs to be called out. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, I can respect you on a professional level, I can respect you on a personal level, but I, I'm still going to tell you what's what if I have to. So, you know, I think that that's really, really important for, especially women's hockey, because it's still, the PHF is still such a young league. It's only a tenth of mm-hmm. the age of the NHL at this point, not even. Right. So there's so much that it can do to separate itself from the history that the NHL has left already and the legacy that they are kind of in stone. There's such a different dynamic that they can kind of capitalize on. They can be more inclusive. They can be mm-hmm. more about the people and less about the money aspect. Yes, the money is important. Absolutely. And we to be paid what they're worth for the work. But right. <laughs> at the same time, it's like the morals to me are so much more important than the monetary game. And right. I think that that's really to remember as well. Um, yeah. So, and I think that that's journalism and PR can kind of work together because it's like, you know, there are people, you know, I, I, my degree is in journalism, but, you know, I also understand the PR aspect of it where mm-hmm. it can be like, you know what? Honesty is a lot more effective of a PR move than just pretending crap didn't happen. So exactly. it's just like, yep. you know, I... I just really hope that the PHF can take that note and run with it because I think that they have a ridiculous opportunity here. Like, such a great opportunity to just, you know, search forth and not be in the shadow of the NHL when it comes to the moral aspect of it. Um, Absolutely. And I really want them to do that because there are some amazing players and there are some amazing people who play in that league. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of them that I cover. Abuse, mm-hmm. like literally, so, right. so many like that team is just full of just. I love the abuse. Like they were my second team in reaching so, out to. So lucky to be covering the abuse for the Ice Garden. Let me tell you, because honestly, they make my job so easy. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just yeah, they're, they're such a fun team. They're a talented team. Nate Oliver, you know, kind of like a grass. I love Nate. You know, I work with him at the um, hockey writers. Yeah. So, you know, seeing his trajectory from one of, you know, who I am, a media member, into the general manager has been unreal. And I think that he kind of understands that, which is why it's so easy for, you know, any other media to kind of step in because. He, he gets it. He gets what's important. He gets what the journalists right. like the media need in order exactly. to succeed, in order to put the platform out there for these players. Ultimately, the, mm-hmm. the fact that I cover the beat is the only reason why I'm really even still involved, even on a peripheral level with the PHF. Because mm-hmm. if it were any other way, I probably would have been like, yeah, no, done. Because right. after the whole situation with Barstool, after the whole situation with Dick Murphy, it was very, very hard for me to write connection to the player who got sport with my anger and my resentment toward how they handled that situation. Right. Which is another great yeah, I entirely under I entirely yeah. understand that. I think my so, biggest thing has always I, been for me, sorry to cut you off, Jess, but my no, biggest no, thing no, is, you're fine. My biggest rule for me has always been I would rather go 82-0 and with great people on the roster and in the franchise in front of us than win every game with scumbags. That's just, yep. it's, just, it's just how I've been. I mean, I coach Special Olympics for floor hockey, and when you work with really incredible young people and people that are handicapped and you see how much fun they're having and how good they are, and you go and you try to watch these games on 7 o'clock at night and you've got guys who are 
you know, you got guys who are involved with the Kyle Beach situation. You have guys like Logan Mayu getting a free pass. You have yep. the Stephen Campers, the Evander Canes. It's kind of hard for me to be like. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing that got swept under the rug is Austin mm-hmm. Matthews literally pulling his pants down that and being like, you know who I am. I can get away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for me, that's why it's, like, it's so hard now. And for me, I, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you guys. I haven't watched a PHF game this year. I've, I mean, of course I've been meaning to, but as Jess knows with dad dying and a bunch of other stuff going on, what I haven't really been able to step the time like, I'm not apart. Gonna hold that against you and be you like, know, but, how dare you? But it's one of those things that those these women. Yeah, but <laughs> but they deserve every opportunity that the guys get. They deserve everything. Yeah. That league is a great league filled with incredible players that are skilled. Right. The one game I did end up watching, I think they weren't the PHF when they were. I think it was a um, may have been a playoff game between the the um, the White Caps. Maybe it was the Riveters, I believe. I know they were in Minneapolis. They were um, in Minneapolis. It was an overtime game. It was one of the most exciting games I watched. It might have been a bubble game. It may have been. It might have been because it I know that been. like the playoffs mm-hmm. took place in Boston. You know, no, it was. You know what? No, it was the year before, I believe. I think it was two thousand nineteen. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it was 2019 because there were fans. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that there were fans sense. in the stands. That's why I remember specifically. Also, and that was a decent amount. I also have my Hopper app set to like Minneapolis, Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. But I'm just also like trying to figure out COVID <laughs> protocol because if I have to fly out of Newark, mm-hmm. then that's going to be it. Right. But, but I um, can fly out of here. Found out that. There's a COVID testing site. I'm right by the Peace Bridge, by the way. Um, linking below to Canada to Fort Erie. And there's a COVID testing site right there. I just found out that it is legitimately like $200 and they don't take insurance. Yeah, so no, I, I literally live 15 minutes from Quebec. I could literally yeah. drive to customs and they're like $100 yeah. each way. And I'm like, I'm a I'm poor like, oh, Excuse me, what? Like, I yeah. I make money at my day job, but I don't make $200 COVID testing. So, no, like, is the league gonna? No. That's the thing is, like, is the league gonna reimburse us? Because I will happily send my bill. Oh, absolutely. Well, they're saying, oh, reimburse you. I'm like, they might, they better. <laughs> Like, uh, I, I was gonna say, change that like, from a mite right now. Like, I'm an in, I'm technically an intern. Just because I'm pushing thirty does not mean I can afford shit. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, they still calling me for my student loans. <laughs> oh, no. I was gonna say, oh, you can you can bet that's gonna dry up real quick because no, my I'm my listen, I don't I don't I don't answer them. Every single day, my, my student loan provider was emailing me since they announced that they were putting it on pause till May first. Nada. I'm like, every time oh, they call me, I'm like, hey, I'm suffering a family emergency. My dad's dead. Bye. <laughs> That's literally okay. So there have been like two times where I've pulled that card, and it's like this one time a foul ball was hit like two rows in front of me at Fenway, and student loans. And I'm like, oh my god, can you hand me that foul ball? My dad's dead. And my brother was like, please don't ever say that again. And I was like, maybe it's maybe it's a twisted tea. I just shouldn't yes. speak. Plus, yeah. I just wanted a ball. Okay. The next time I punch somebody, <laughs> it was my in the first face. time back. <laughs> it was my first Girl. time back. Don't ever do that again. No, I would. I would literally never. I. I didn't say it loud enough for them to hear. I promise. I would never say it loud enough for them to hear. Oh my gosh! <laughs> my brother was like, "Shut up!" Like, no one can hear me. <laughs> the voice of reason in this respect. I can't remember. No, where I literally we were. promise no one could hear me. It was my, just. My- it was just me. I think one time my wife and I were out in public and it was like just after like a week or two after dad died and I was back in Minneapolis, I was back in Minnesota 
Someone said something about a train coming by. I'm like, oh, I can jump in front of that and go visit dad. And Anna was like, Kevin Bryan. I'm like, I'm sorry. Trauma response, okay? <laughs> no, that's literally the thing, though. That's the thing. So we're going to wrap up today's episode with um, mental health awareness. Please reach out to your local <laughs> mental health uh, resources. Uh, I don't know the hotline number in front of me, but seriously. Just listen to, the lo- listen, listen to that Logic line. song. That's the title of the song. And there exactly. You that, so listen be to that Logic song. I unfortunately... <laughs> That's um, Okay. It's funny. All right. On a serious note, if you guys are experiencing grief or trauma or anything related to that, of please, please, please. No, like, obviously, literally, please. Yeah. Obviously, two of us right now are not, like, in, like, sober mindset, but I did want to <laughs> kind of, like, right. bring that in a little bit. We're <laughs> all, like, listen, we're all, like, grieving in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. so, like, if right. you need like help um, finding resources, please let me know. I will happily um, point you yeah. in those directions. And if you need, I have a grief um, handbook that I've printed out. So if you need a PDF copy of that, I will of happily course. email it to you. Uh, that goes for you too as well. Um, seriously, thank you all so much for listening <laughs> to our festivist episode. <laughs> and we will catch you next time. Actually did, but <laughs> yeah, literally, I know we covered one topic and then 